Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Second, we had Borat on the show. Yeah, San, sans daddio, no daddio today. I, I don't think I can make like a a politically correct daddio impersonation, so I just kind of went all with it. Anything you, know? you say would be racist. But also, I mean, daddio is not exactly the most politically correct human no. being or puppet no. I've ever seen. Right. But yeah, no daddio today. Um, I'm not sure what his excuse was. He's off playing some type of musical instrument for like someone. I don't know. It, it was weird, the explanation they gave you. What was the explanation they gave you, uh, OG? Well, I, I think there's a political dimension to it, so we won't really know until we check out tomorrow's headlines. But, um, yeah, it's probably something corrupt. It's probably something involving embezzlement. So best not to talk I mean, about it on the show. That, that typically happens. But welcome yeah. to the number one Bengals podcast. And this yeah. is a great show. This is a show that I enjoy every single year because yeah. it is the show where we recap what the draft was. And that's and like your know, thing, like, John. That's like your, you know. Look, seven strength. years ago was the first time I was ever on this show, and we recapped the 2016 draft, which had yeah. a guy that's still playing for the team, and Tyler Boyd. And I remember Hoji was not really liking that pick. He wanted no. this guy named Sterling Shepard at the time. Correct. And I think Hoji's kind of eaten his word a little bit about that. I have. Yeah. Yeah. With some vegan cream sauce. Yeah. But but you know, I was looking at that um, that intro, and, and a thought passed through my mind, which is. I love football. Like, I mean, I know about the concussions. I know about the, the downside. But wow, what a sport. You know, it's kind of like drugs. Like, you know they're not good for you. But, like, who cares? I just I mean, can't wait. Yeah, yeah I can't you. wait yeah. until, until September or August or whenever we start. Because this team is stacked, John. It's so stacked. And we just keep getting stackier. And I feel stacked. like that's what happened. Yeah, I feel like this is the stackiest team we've ever had. I feel like it's so stacked right now that you can't even fit the paper through that stack if the team was like a, it was like a sandwich how many how many you know layers like we're we talking about scooby-doo like levels yeah. of like mm-hmm. yeah, yeah yeah the kind Rotten. that has like extra slices of bread in there like that's yeah. when you know it's a legit sandwich when there are more than two slices and we've got like at least seven slices i feel so i feel like yes i mean th- so, like, am, I, am i right john about this like now like we feel really good right i mean i know that i'm kind of jumping the gun here but i mean i feel so good i just read I mean, the headlines yeah so let's get into some of these stacks let's right? get into because the stats. It, it's a good theme for the draft i think like it wasn't about feeling immediate needs in fact very little immediate needs were filled because they didn't really have any right so this right. was about stacking the team to make sure it's in a good position for the years to come when you have a lot of expensive contracts on the books. And right. we already went through the first three rounds. Me and Daddio did. We went into that pretty in-depth. But obviously the fourth through seventh round, like that's Bridget's expertise. That's Hoji's expertise. That's why right. you guys are on the show to talk about it with me. And we, we want to talk we about sit this, here. Yep. this first level of sandwich. And it's a very skinny one. 
It's a very small one, but it packs a lot of punch. We're yeah, talking about your, your Charlie Jones. Like, look at this Ooh. guy, right? He's he's five foot nothing, a hundred nothing, and he's doing plays like this. Like that that's crazy, right? Yeah. I mean, he's not he's not, he's a little taller than Rudy, but like, is he? Is he? I don't know. But and, and if you look at when he runs, his legs are doing all the work. His his he's just like those legs are just really carrying him like a horse or like some sort of you know, you actually it reminds me of Charlie Horse, right? His, I mean Charlie Jones, Charlie Horse, it works. The man is is got a great pair of legs. And didn't he do really well on when they measure the running with a number? Yeah, the forty yard dash. The forty yard dash, yeah. Yeah. He yeah. he runs he runs forty yards in a straight line and then they stop the clock when he passes yard forty. And so I'm guessing it only took him like five minutes. What? A little bit less. Four four point four three seconds to be wow. exact. And that's yeah. really good, right? It is very good. Like he's again, he's not the biggest. He's 5'11", 180, I think, is his official height, which is why it was surprising, I think, when they took him because they don't normally draft or really roster receivers who are that small. But I think the thing with Charlie is or sorry, I'm not gonna call him Charlie because his nickname is the greatest thing I've ever heard. Damn. It's Chuck Sizzle. Oh, oh that's right. Oh dang. That is the yeah. greatest. That's a great name yeah. for Cincinnati, by the way. Something about it fits very. our culture. Chuck, Chuck Sizzle, Sizzle in the natty. Oh, it's miraculous. It's perfect. He was born to I be I mean, he, he, he's a baller. He, he really is. Like, yeah. he, like this, this guy started in Buffalo, of all places, in, like, 2017. Was there for a couple of years. And then, you know what? I'm not getting featured in this offense. So I'm going to go to the best offense in the nation, sarcasm, Iowa, for another couple of years. And he's, like, four or five years into his college career. COVID happens, so he gets another year of eligibility. And then he's like, okay, you know what? I've been through two college offenses that just don't feature me. One iota. Let me go to a place that will do that in Purdue. And he's like 24 years old, and he's having the best yeah. season of his life. And all of a sudden, he's a fourth-round pick for the Bengals. So great story for him. Yeah. I like, I'm excited about that guy. And the draft was averaging, because of COVID and the extra year, uh, our guys are a little bit older coming in than we've yeah. seen on, in the yeah. past on average. Yes. That, do you think that matters at all? Does that put them more in their prime right now? Does it just take less time off their careers? Probably That's more the question. second one, I, I think, because, like, again, Chuck Sizzle's going to be 25 this year. So yeah. you're talking about being 27, 28 by the time that second contract comes around. So naturally, your career span is a little bit short, like shorter in that sense. But this might be the last year that we see that, just because the guys who are coming into the draft next year, they, you know, entered college in like 2019 or whatever. So, what, yeah, this is the last year for that, probably. Yeah, and, and then there's also the old man strength factor. I don't know if you know this, Bridget, but there comes a time in a man's life, usually his mid 20s, where old man strength starts to come in, and the jars he couldn't open as a teenager or as a 20 year old, all of a sudden he's opening. Gray hairs are popping up on his chest, but at the same time, he's he's got that old man strength. You want to feel old man's strength. You've got to shake an old man's hand. It feels like he wants to rip it off. And I'm guessing Chuck Sizzle, he's got a little bit of old man's strength coming in. feels like there's a little difference between a mid-20s man with old man's strength, in quotes, and like an old man. Well, it just keeps hand. getting more and more, Bridget. Yeah. Well, just, I feel like there's a point of diminishing marginal utility mm, on that. So but. far, my old man's strength just goes up and up, Bridget. Up no. and up. That's the drugs yeah. you talked about. Yes, yes. All On right. the subject of strength, though, the next pick that the Bengals made was a running back, a very strong running back. He bench repped, I think, 25 reps of 225 pounds, which is like 2 million pounds in total after 25. His name is Chase Brown, and he's a mm -hmm. running back out of Illinois. And, guys, he's a very talented running back. Like, look at this clip. Look at the balance. Look at the burst. Wow. The speed. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you have to be faster when you wear number two as well. But just, I, I think, like, the thing about Chase is that it's hard to bring him down. Not in the sense that he's not, he's not the fastest. He's not the strongest. But the combination of the two compared with just the, the overall balance in which he runs, it's hard to bring him down. And it's easy for him to absorb contact and generate yards after, after the contact. So I think when you look at who they had last year in Joe Mixon and Samaji P. Ryan, you know, pretty decent backs. But... That you, you didn't have enough of falling for it. You didn't have enough of just making the most out of those carries. And Chase Brown carried the ball like well over 300 times this past year at Illinois. And they gave him, they gave the ball to him consistently, like 30 times a game, just because they knew that it was just going to be a positive play every time that, that they gave him the ball. And that's probably what the Bengals expect him to do. So How two, was his two, blocking? 
So that was interesting because he actually is, in the past two years, he had more pass protection opportunities than like Samaji Pirine, almost like doubled it. So like Samaji Pirine was obviously the Bengals pass blocking back for the past couple of years. Chase Brown comes in with that experience. He's just not quite there yet. And that's pretty normal for most college running backs because they're not typically tasked to do that that much. But Chase Brown was an exception. Like he was just never off the field. They just trusted him to do everything, but he still has ways to go with that. So I don't know if he's going to be coming in day one and being tasked with that sort of stuff. It's very rare for rookie anyways, but he does have the experience to do that. So two, two questions. Question okay. one. Uh, is Joe Mixon worried about this? Is this a is this like is this a threat to being a starter? Is he going to be the guy? I don't know because I think when you draft someone in the fifth round, you're not really expecting them to just be a starter out the gate. But I think they expect him to have a big role, and I think we're now seeing seeing some sort of needed evolution with the Bengals, where they used to just take these guys in the second round and just plug him in as starters, even though it kind of ignores the whole position of value argument with running back. A fifth rounder and Chase Brown probably gets you the same production as a second round running back this year. So that's that's obviously great drafting by them. I don't think Chase Brown starts this year. I think it's still Joe Mixon until something develops with his situation. And if it does, then they'll have to go from there. But I think it's going to be Brown and Mixon kind of sharing the load this year. And second question, Joe Mixon fell to us in the draft because he had been a little bit violent with his girlfriend, if I remember correctly. What's the story here? Why did he go so late? Why didn't someone else snatch him up? Well, Chase Brown, first off, is an angel. And he's like a Yeah, we could use person. some angels. He yeah. he and his twin brother had the most amazing story that you'll ever read. Like yeah, they then, were they grew up in Canada. Like their dad was a CFL player, but the, their their dad was never in their lives. It was just their mom who was struggling to make ends meet and eventually at the age of sixteen, you know, they moved the, the, the twin brothers moved down to Florida to be, you know, to live with host parents while they attended a very nice school and got to play football at a very nice uh, high school. And they just grinded their butts off until they earned college scholarships. And now they're both in the NFL. They, I think they were the first pair of twins to be drafted in the same draft since like Rondi and uh, Tiki Barber back in 1997. So, yeah, the only reason why he was there is because he's also a little bit old. He's 23, and he carried the ball like oh, over 600 times, which typically means your shelf life for running back, you're not going to last too long in the NFL, but even still, like, he's a fifth-round running back. I don't think they're expecting, you know, 10 years of production out of him. Well, you know what's funny is uh, I actually didn't get to see much of the draft because I was in Canada in a conference on healing the world. So my message to you, Chase Brown, is I cannot wait to hear more about your successes that's how they say about bridget in in canada they say about thank you for that. translating that yeah. i would have been so confused yeah they don't know people don't know that i speak the language i speak i speak all kinds of languages one of them is canadian so yeah, just in does, the as the tb83 who apparently i mean that's not that's not a canadian chef that's a swedish it's a swedish chef, chef. whatever it's gotta be tyler boyd's burner account well i, I met a, I, met, I met a swede in canada so they do exist um did I lose my train of thought? No, I didn't. So on the on the uh, note of running backs, so we saw his name De DeAndre Smith Swift. DeAndre Swift. Swift. Yeah. DeAndre Swift. He went to the Eagles for a pretty like nominal trade. Really, I don't think the Lions came out on top. Uh, any any chance like you thought we might be in the Swift market? Well, I actually want to bring in my, my insider here. I don't know how he just got into the stream, but uh, let's, yeah. see, let's see if he has to think. Wait. Yeah. It's funny if you just show Wait. up, man. What? Well, it's unauthorized. I thought, I thought we were completely I, unauthorized. I thought we were having a no daddy show. I mean, not you like I, I mind. It, it's nice to see you, daddy, of course. Uh, yes. We were all trying to guess what had happened and why you weren't here. Well, I saw the monetization for this show skyrocketing, skyrocketing and I wanted to share. I wanted to make sure I didn't miss out on that. So uh, they saw, they thought yes, we all missed your feedback, show. Mike. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You just uh, brought the, the production value yeah, down like at least five and a half points. Oh. And I see you're still on your, at your offshore location. Undisclosed PO box nowhere. Yes. Well, the, call, the famous call my lawyer facility as it's called. Yes, well, it is, it, is, it is very tough being a Bengals fan in this economy. I have to make ends meet somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Yeah. 
I just so the hope mic is still meeting. has I just problems. Hope, I, I, hope the, I hope the ends are not meeting in an undisclosed loca- location with a bunch of cash in a briefcase. That's why we have Bridget. She knows yeah. all the loopholes. Yeah, thanks, Bridget. Kudos. So, so Daddy, what do you feel about the rounds uh, four, five, six, seven, and eight of the uh, of the draft? We haven't got. Are we getting to what I'm so really excited about yet, which is the punter? Because we really needed the punter. That was actually a need fulfillment, wasn't it? Or am I yeah. jumping the gun once again? Well, I, I think I'm going to jump the gun, and yeah. we're going to take a break from covering all of the different draft picks, and we're going to talk about a very special man, who is the nephew of a very, very special man. And I'm talking about Mr. Shedrick Jackson, who is our special guest today. Welcome to the show. Wow. 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 It is such a delight to have you on the show and have you on the Cincinnati Bengals. We're all so excited. Thank you. I'm excited too. Can't wait to get to Cincinnati. Check out the studio. Have you ever been to Cincinnati before? I have not. I've never been to Ohio. Don't uh, drink the water. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even, even if it's out bothered. of the faucet is fine. No. Don't no. go down to the river, the, the second most endangered river in the country. Oh, yeah. No, of course not. No, I, I had a few, a few cups of that water incontinent for life. You got to stay away from Cincinnati water. Everything else is great. Just drink, you know, your colas, your, your soda waters, orange juice. Stay away from the water. Well, y'all looking out for me. I appreciate it. But no, I'm kidding. We're really hyped to have you. This is an exciting team. And you, uh, we've, seen, we've seen the clips of some of your play. And you are an exciting player. So I feel like you fit right in. Sure. I hope to be that in Cincinnati. Uh, I'm looking to make big plays and come in to make an impact. How does it feel, Shed, coming into Joe Burrow's offense? I mean, this is one of the most uh, interesting and exciting and, and sometimes frustrating offenses. But when they are big, they are big. So how, how does that feel? Like, what are you most looking forward to? For sure. Uh, I'm looking forward to just coming in with some playmakers. Um, I watched Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase being at Auburn. I've actually played them. Um, in Death Valley, so you know I've seen seen what they can do, and other players they got like T. Higgins. So I'm excited to get in the receiver room, learn from those guys, and just like I said, try to make an impact and make plays myself. Okay, one question before I turn it over to my colleagues. So T was not a big fan of playing in that Buffalo snow game. Little too cold. You've been in the South for a while. How are you gonna feel? With your first snow game. Yeah, you got to wear mittens. Man, that's gonna be that's gonna be an experience. I've played in some cold games, but never like up in the north. Um, all that snow, we don't get much snow down here in Alabama. So definitely something I have to get adjusted to. Uh, it'll be exciting, but um, it'll be a fun experience too. Just whatever you do, remember rear wheel drive cars do not do well in snow. I learned that the hard way. It's gotta be front wheel drive. Or so if you've got a beamer like like I had when I moved to Cincinnati, right. it's not gonna work. Oh, it's gotta got to be front wheel drive or all wheel drive. Yeah, he got a beamer. I gotta get like him. Yeah, I get like him. I had a real rear wheel drive. I can't say that with my speech impediment. A Mini Cooper when right. I moved to Cincinnati, How'd and I got go? stuck. I got stuck in a parking lot. There you go. See. Oh, so yeah. This must happen. This must happen often when it's snowing stuff. Yeah, yeah, but you, it'll be fine. Just, you know, just front-wheel drive, all-wheel drive, four-wheel drive. Those are your options. Most right. cars now are front-wheel drive. I'm sure you're going to be fine. It's almost like you guys aren't familiar with Shed because the guy is faster than a car. Now, I like oh, there no, we go. a 42740, 11, 11 feet, 2 inches on the broad. Like, come on, man. Dang. Like You could you kind of jump a little bit further than that. <laughs> I'm such no, – I'm, I'm re- yeah, we're so excited, really. Tell, tell us more, John. Go ahead. Can, can I, I pull up? Can I pull up his athletic profile? Because it's it's yeah, incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Wait a minute. Though. What does what does six point six seven mean for height? Six point six seven what? It's just yeah. meters. Yeah. Meters. That's incredible. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But but but, oh but for, seriously though, like a four three forty was that more was that higher or lower than your expectation? Because clearly, I mean, it's pretty fast. Um, I would say that's decent for my expectations. I was hoping to run a lot faster. Um, 
I know the fastest guy who I ran it was actually another Bengal from Michigan who ran a 426. So I watched him do that in combine. And, uh, I've always known my speed. I know how much work I put into it. So I was hoping to get uh, big numbers that day. Mr. Jackson, you are obviously I'm going to address the goat in the room. And that is the greatest athlete of all time is your uncle, Mr. Bo right. Jackson. He's, he's everybody agrees he's the greatest athlete of all time. Yeah. And, and he knows every sport. I don't know if you're too young, but when we were in our, when we were middle age, there were these commercials talking about Bo knows this, Bo knows that. He was the original chat GPT is what you, you know, that's what they would call him today. He knew every sport. So your, your father, obviously, was he, was he also an exceptional athlete? Or what do you think? Did you, did you encounter, did you engage with your uncle? at a young age, or how did you get into a sports? Um, I would say I got into sports really when I moved back down to Birmingham from Huntsville, which is like the northern part of Alabama. Um, the football and the sports in Birmingham is, you know, on another level. We have a lot of products in the NFL, a lot of products doing big things um, athletically. So. Just that competitive nature of these people down here, it, it pushed me. I've always been a competitive person, so it just made me better. And I always wanted to strive for things that, like, stuff like Bo did, trying to be better than him, and I feel like I'm a better athlete, so. There we go. See, I, that's what oh. I want to hear. I like, I like confidence, and, and I feel like you're going to fit right in this team because this team, uh, this, this Cincinnati Bengals, what I love about them is their sheer arrogance and audacity. And I, I, I think that that's, that'll fit right in that kind of that statement you made. You, you, you're going to be as great as you want. You visualize it, you make it happen. You're conflating arrogance and confidence. Yeah. Like it's, it's almost like he's not a good athlete is what you're saying, which is not true. I mean, it, w w would a bad athlete make plays like this? Show him. Fourth and 16, ga games late in the game. And who, who, who does the Auburn quarterback go to, if not that's Chad Jackson? Not but, but, but Chad, I want, I, want to, I want to ask about that game real quick because in 2021 was your best year at Auburn. You had like over 500 yards. And that game specifically, you crossed 100 yards for the first time. What, what really clicked in that game in the offense for you? Um, I remember that game. Uh, yeah, it clicked. I had a big game. Unfortunately, Kenway, we did not come away with the win. But I just feel like me, me and TJ got on the same page. We had a good game plan going in there. And... Um, we got behind a couple of times and just trying to get back up and come back with a win. So we were pushing and trying to make plays, but felt a little bit short. So Shed, our, our offense is heavy on great wide receiver plays. I mean, that is Joe Burrow knows how to use every one of his weapons. And we saw wide receivers like Trenton Irwin come out this season like that's not Jamar that's not T that's not Tyler like what excites you about this kind of wide receiver driven offense and what are you hoping might be like your shining moment this season yeah I mean when you got a great quarterback like Joe Burrow he can uh, spread the ball around to plenty of receivers and you got the weapons out there it's, it makes it easier for him you got an O line that can protect. Um, when it all comes together and it all clicks, it's just it's a great thing to see. So hopefully this year, myself and the other receivers that we pick up through the draft, and obviously the ones that are there, we can all make it click and make big plays this year, and you know get the people in Cincinnati excited about something. Well, just real quick, Bridget, because. In 2019 is the game that, like, Joe Burrow and LSU, they kind of struggled against Auburn, and you played in that game. Like, what were your thoughts watching that team? Because they were rolling into, rolling into Auburn, like, or I think you got, yeah, like, I think they were undefeated at the time, obviously, and you guys gave them a good fight. Like, what were your thoughts and impressions about uh, Burrow and Chase in that game? Yeah, uh, I remember watching that game, and uh, obviously being there, and somehow watching that offense, I had to, you know, most games, um, Sometimes watching other offenses, you're not standing up, you're on the sideline and adjusting and stuff. But I remember standing up and watching that one. I had to see it. Um, but like you said, they didn't do too much against us. We held our own. We almost came out with a win in Death Valley. So uh, that was a fun game to watch. And yeah, I think they're great players, both of them, seeing it in person and obviously seeing it uh, 
That's even what they can do. I just have to know, Shed, what AFC North opponent do you hope we just annihilate this season? Um, that's a great question. I would say maybe, I guess the best team would be the Ravens, maybe. So It's yeah, they, hard because they're all yeah. so hateable. They're all yeah. so hateable. The yeah, Ravens yeah, are the gotta, best I, team, but yeah. I gotta if get, we I lose gotta the Steelers, to, yeah. Yeah, I gotta get updated on the rivals for sure. Yeah. Basically, the Steelers are the nastiest people on earth. All Can the, I, the entire yeah. Now they haven't come out with the schedule for next year yet, right? They're saying May 11th is the schedule release date. So, Shed, I I wonder. Uh, it'll be great to see you play. Uh, I will tell you this: uh, this is you. You picked the right team. I mean, this place for for wide receivers, it's like Top Gun for pilots. This right. is where the this is where the best go, and they do the best. And and there's going to be some bogeys on your tail. There are. There's always going to be bogeys on your tail. But I have seen you do what Tom Cruise did in Top Gun 1 and what a much older and yet somehow younger looking Tom Cruise did in Top Gun 2, which is I've seen you out, outrun people and do maneuvers. So, great. Oh, yeah. Do big things. Sure. <laughs> well, we'll have to get him up to speed on the whole AFC North stuff. And he's shed. been, he's been um, yeah, I know. Not a lot of people have as much time to watch football. I mean, uh, movies yeah. as I do, yeah. Shed, let me, let me just, the, the, the wide receiver market has exploded. So in about three, four years, you are probably going to be making about $40 million a year. That's the guess. That's our estimate. We that have is our someone estimates. working on those kinds of numbers. <laughs> Question number one, what, how are you preparing for that? What kind of investments? Because obviously your uncle Bo Jackson, he knew everything. And yeah. we have some issues. We have some tax fraud issues, and yeah. I don't want to blame people bridget but we, we just we haven't been the best no. at managing things here so and i mean i feel like an, our show Do is our a great accounting? investment right adio our show is quite the investment if you right if, if someone has some extra right. money yeah i mean you know that all these different bitcoins these different digital coins they're they're not trending in the right direction what people are doing is they're investing in podcasts they're investing yes. in yes in the so, future of humanity yeah but but really, what what is what what do you think looking into the future? What do you see as you know your your place in this offense and, and with Joe Burrow? Where do you think? What do you think the 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 ceiling is? What do you think that the limits are for someone with your talents? Um, I think about that all the time. I mean, there's really no no limits of what I feel like exactly. I can do or individually. And then put in a situation like this, I just, um, I've talked to a couple people about it. I just feel like I've been put in a great situation and learned. Uh, so that's $40 million. That's what I'm saying. If you are the top receiver, that's $40 yeah. million a year. I hope you don't forget about us at that point. Don't listen to him. This is, a, to, this is a criminal man. Don't listen yeah. to him. You want, a, you want a piece of the pie, huh? <laughs> I, I mean... Yeah, I mean, I, I would say, yeah. A puppet's gotta piece. eat. A puppet's gotta eat. Oh, yeah, I see. Very convoluted plan. Yeah. yeah. Shed, I don't know if you drink, but say you do. And when you come to Cincy, what teammate do you most want to sit down and have a beer with? Um, Honestly, I don't know. Like, I guess... Oh, like personality wise, I don't know any of these guys, like what they're like. Uh, you know, I see them play, but I don't know what they're like. So I guess I would say Charlie or Andre, the other guys, the season we picked up this year, one of those guys. But, the other yeah, answer I mean, is Stanley Morgan. He's the only other answer. Stanley Morgan yeah. seems like the greatest person on the team. I love him. And, and just, just so everybody knows this, I have eaten a candy bar with with some Bengals players, including the great Boomer Esiason. We sat down and had the Mars bars together. And that, that is the extent to which previous Bengals stars supported us financially, Shed. So you would be it in that the same You would be Mars a pioneer. Bar. You would be I a pioneer. I started on one yeah. end of the Mars bar. He was on the other end of the Mars bar. 
and we met in the middle. It was great. It was delicious. Yes, and, and, and Boomer then got the, the sanitizer and wiped it all over his face. Shed. Shed of it helps. This is definitely the weirdest Bengals podcast. All the other ones you'll get asked to be on are very normal. No one's going to ask you for money. Yes, but, but Shed, Shed, it prepares you. It prepares you for when you go to the games because the people watching one. the games are much weirder. No, this is the number one Bengals podcast. Never. Shed, can I ask you one question? It's a big one. So, I'm, I'm, will you come back on this show after you score your first touchdown? Promise me that. I'll come back. We can talk about, you know, candy bars, money, whatever I want to talk about. <laughs> you promise you come back. You score your first touchdown, we get first dibs. Because we... Because we love... Because we, we were the first... Like we, like, we have a relationship now. Shed, will you take us out to dinner after you sign no, that that's too much. massive, oh, massive no, contract? No, Listen, tacky, no. Hold tacky, on. Stop Hold that. on. Hold on, Ugh, hold on. You're giving me, I, I want to say cringy. I'm getting I'm getting high. ahead of the game here. I am predicting he's going to sign a $40 million a year contract. I'm putting it out there. Just, this is the first step of branding. You Who's say the $40 it. Million for? Is it, is it for him or you? We share him it. And that his is, I am his unofficial agent. I am I'm, currently I'm propagating the message of Shed Jackson is the nephew of the greatest athlete in history. That but itself Shed, is $20 Shed's million dollars a year. That's worth twenty million dollars a year. Greatest athlete in history. All right. He want me to. He want me to put the work in, and we got to share the profit, huh? Yes, he, I, yeah, I shed. Yeah, I'm going to make sure you're well Shed's taken too care smart of. For that. You can in today's economy, you can survive on five million a year. Trust me. Wow. But I have a lot of mouths to feed. Yeah. Get away from this man fast. Just come back on our show if you score your first touchdown. We'll make. We'll have a party for you. He right here on the show. The whole. The whole city of Cincinnati will. Shed, I feel like. Yeah, I feel like we have taken more. Thank you, sir. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, Shed, I feel like we've taken Appreciate more than your, of your time than, than we've uh, calculated for. And uh, we're, going to, we're going to be in the negative, our budget, pretty soon. Shed, yeah. We are huge fans now, Shed. I'm going to be watching your career. I am going to be tweeting about you. I'm going to be watching you every game. This is awesome. We're so happy to have you on the team. Thank you for coming on the show. No, so I appreciate y'all having me. Thank you, Shay. Okay. Good luck. Thank you. Steven. Take care. Thank you. Have, have a good day. night. Yep. I am sorry. Daddy, this is yeah. why we can't get that guests. Was, that yeah, was such a great interview. <laughs> I want to tell you something. Last guest we have season. never gotten that far with the contract talk before. I feel like so many times we talk about the money. That's the furthest we've gotten. That poor guy his, was just too tight. I feel like he was about to cave he, in. Yeah, his he was just too tight. His was, agent is gonna see that and yeah. he's gonna be like, "I need that guy on my side." No, no, no. Yeah. He was too polite no, to tell you to buzz like, off. I need to run. I, the you got other to ask. Head. Listen, you always ask small. Have you ever noticed? That I always ask. I always say, "Will yeah. you come on our show when?" And then yeah. you get them because see now Contract. he's just stuck. See, he's look, just starting. Touchdowns, look, touchdown, the touchdown itself, unless that's John, is that an incentive in his contract, a touchdown? Then that would make sense. Well, I feel like we all did a bad job of just putting bad things. I mean, Bridget was talking about getting him drunk. Daddy was obviously filling him with delusions of grandeur. Yeah, it was just me and John. One you know, beer. John, I swear, John, if you and I ran this show, I feel like things would be so smooth. Yes. I was sharing personal stories about Mars bars, and you guys were just going all over the place. Yeah, but you were talking about touching lips with Boomer Esiason. Oh, I didn't know you lady in the tramp. Age. Yeah, we started. Mar that's what he said. He started on yeah. opposite sides with Boomer Esiason. Look, John, where yeah. did we leave off with the draft coverage? Did we talk about uh, Brad Robbins, the, the punter yet? Well, actually, we need to get to the receiver that uh, Shed mentioned. Um, Andrew yeah. Yoshevich. Yoshevich. Yeah, that, guy's, that guy's good, too. And from Princeton, so he's he's a smart man. Yeah, love a guy there, from an Ivy. There was a lot on this guy's plate. Like he, this he guy's handled really a full athletic. academic schedule at Princeton while also being like a track star and also yeah. leading the football team in like every statistical category. He's got a lot of upside, a lot of potential. Yeah, like you you want to talk about upside? Look at this. Oh Lord. Maybe. Yeah. Now, now, why is that so good? It looked like the ball was just coming right to him. 
Well, well yeah, I didn't look I mean, good because the clip was short, but... Yeah. Well, you can play it over and over again. This way you get no mm. copyright infringement. Oh, I see. The it's speed. I get it. He beat the guy. I, I didn't he get it. He guy. beat the guy. It's yeah. about beating his him. Job, his job, he did let's that a be lot. clear. Yeah. His job That's is awesome. not to... Yeah. Exactly. So he did that, and he did it a lot. You can you can see how many times. Oh, look he at that did one! It. Look at that! Oh, he does yeah. it so often. He keeps doing it, and it's the same spot, and the defenders know it's coming, and they can't do anything about it. It's amazing! <laughs> wow! It just ran that I have an idea. I have an idea, Daddy. We have to just always do that play. I think so. <laughs> I think so, John. But John, this guy Yosovicis is. I mean, did the man, John? Not even close. Yosovicis. It's yeah. no Chevis. Like, yeah. like, like a word John, you don't like, Daddy. It's like John, a word you don't like, Daddy. It's like a word you don't like, Bolshevik. Which I'm a, Bolsh John, I'm a Bolshevist. Now, see, you're, the, a the, you're a Bolshevist. The, I'm the, a Bengals, Bolshevist. the Bengals' strength was wide receiver. And then they went out and drafted four wide receivers and added another eight wide receivers and undrafted free agency, yeah. which just tells you that's amazing. That tells you, know, you that. You know what it's yeah. like, Daddy? It's like a yeah. man with 11 fingers who gets surgery to add a 12th. <laughs> yeah. John. <laughs> it's, not a, it's not a draft show if Hoji doesn't offer some type of human advancement in surgery, in medical treatment. Exactly. Exactly. I, when I give medical in, advice, nobody takes it seriously. John, here's the thing about this man. I, I can't remember because we drafted so many receivers, like six or seven receivers. But was he two. the one who's the 14th all time in, in terms of RAS? Was, was it him? I think it was. John, in terms of since 1987, John, since 1987, uh, he's the 14th best receiver. That includes Randy Boss. That includes Jerry Rice. That includes all of these guys since 1987. Or maybe Jerry Rice was before in 87. This guy is 14th. That, that's not amazing? That's a lot. He's big. He's fast. He's tall. That's yeah. amazing. And we yeah. got him in like the fourth or fifth round. Insane. That's great. That's great. Yeah. I, I, always, I told you, remember when before we did the draft, I was like, man, the Bengals, they're really good now at the draft. I kind of just trust them. I don't even try. And, and it's never who we think it's going to be either, by the way. I mean, except when it was Joe Burrow. Yeah. But, and, I mean, and, and Jamar Chase. But I mean, other than the like, obvious picks, you know. I got to say, the way the Bengals are drafting, it's exactly the opposite of what you think. I mean, the fact that they didn't you know, draft four punters... You know, I mean, I'm just kind of like... Just one. Yeah, that's incredible. <laughs> just they didn't, one. They didn't even draft a backup punter. But no, no. I, I like getting all the receivers. I'll tell you why. Last year, we had T. Higgins. and We had all the receivers get injured at some point. And we had Trenton Irvin. He looked okay, but... He looked know. a little more than okay. Yeah, come on. Yeah. No one expected Trenton Irwin to come out and have the season he had as... What, what was he on the roster? Fourth? Fifth? Look, I, you know, I, 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 I hate to be the buzzkill of the party, yeah. but it's kind of the writing is on the wall that they don't think that in the long run they're going to be able to keep both uh, Jamar oh, and stop. T. Higgins. And we so don't they, know that. And they want to have... I mean, these guys are... T. Higgins and Jamar Chase guys, honestly, it's kind of strange to say this, but in some ways they are as good at their positions as Joe Burrow is at his. I mean, these guys are going to be so highly sought after. The, the salary is going to be through I the would roof, say that. Especially if you, win a, uh, if you win a Super Bowl again. Yeah. I mean, or go to the Super Bowl again. I, so I think what they want is they want this young breed to probably take one of, the, one of those, to probably T. Higgins' position next, you know, when, he has to, when he gets too expensive to keep. And there you go. Let's be clear. No one's taking T. Higgins' position. The man would have been Super Bowl MVP. Either him or Logan Wilson would have been yeah. Super Bowl MVP. He had two touchdowns. He comes up with big plays time and time again. He's amazing. But Jamar Chase is one tier above that, right? So it seems like T. Higgins is replaceable. He's not replaceable. But what the Bengals could do is we say, hey, we have one a star receiver. We have Jamar Chase. And then we have some other complementary receivers. Yeah. I, it, still, it seems like they're not going to do that, John. It seems like they are going to go that route of paying these two top receivers. That's everything that we've heard from them. No, no, so this year, yes. This year, yes. I'm, I'm saying that I'm, I'm, I'm not talking about this well, year. Well, you pay them this year, that's, that's it. I mean, that's another, you have for another five uh, years. I mean. The, the thing that I keep thinking about is that the Joe Burrow offense is 
a throwing offense. Like, no. yes, we need a, a good running back, but this offense yep. is not rooted in the run game. We certainly need it. But I I think they're going to f- keep a solid wide receiver crew around this guy who just has what? one of the be- top football ideas of throwy, all time. Yeah, he's a throwy person. He likes to throw yeah. things. But now let's, let's let turn me, it to John to what, tell us what, like, what's probably actually true. Yeah, well, I, 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 but have we talked about tight end? Because I want to talk about the guy we picked up, John. No, we got to let John the, the show, tell us about the but I just want to I, I just want to comment that the show has already gone for 40 minutes then. Yeah. Well, we, we have we picked up too. we picked up 15 players. 11 of them were wide receivers. So we have a lot to cover today. Guys, I'll just say this. Like this draft is a clear indication that they're expecting to pay Joe Burrow, T. Higgins, and Jamar Chase a lot of money. It was just another, like, last year was also kind of like that when they drafted Dax Hill to replace Jesse Bates, when they drafted Cam Taylor Britt to eventually start a cornerback, another expensive position. Miles Murphy, DJ Turner, like, like these guys, for the most, like, they're all, like, future picks for the most part. Like, yeah, they can play a little bit this year, but you saw another draft surrounded by defense in the early parts. Like, those are the most impactful picks. Those are, those are your top picks. They're going to replace expensive starters on defense because you're going to have expensive starters on offense for this foreseeable future. Like, they're planning on paying to you. What about linebacker? It doesn't happen. Eh, not really expensive. Yeah. But, I mean, they have to keep another linebacker. We don't have any – like, that – we went from being a weakness in linebacker to a strength. We can't sacrifice that now. I mean, these guys are – Eh. The linebackers are running backs of of the defense. Like, you, you just need to find decent ones. Yeah. I don't know. And I mean, this John, team is so physical in other positions and other ways that you, I think you're going to see. I mean, it's about the big picture, as, as John always says. And, and well, yeah. I want to talk about tight end, John, because we added okay. a tight end who listen to you this. Just wanna get these, you just want to get these jokes off. You know, I get it. There's no jokes. John, this oh, tight end is about as athletic as I am, which no, he's more. I mean, John, he's point three six out of a hundred. In that's what I said. He's the opposite of Andre Yoshivis. Yeah. 0.36. Well, he weighs a lot. That's got to be worth something. I can do that. Look, he, John, he ran a 5.31 40 yard dash, which is like an offensive lineman. It is an offensive lineman, yeah. Yeah. But he was listed at fullback, and then they moved him to tight end, and he got up to a 0.09. This is closer to your RAS score, I think. This is .09 more than what your score would be. Here's the thing. You wanted a tight end. They're like, the Bengals front office is like, you wanted a tight end. Here you go. This guy is officially listed as a tight end. I mean, Daddy, you know, when you draft people, it's not not always about who's going to actually start. They might have a vision for trading him. They might want to, you know, have him train for a while. I mean, you know, this, this is not. Yeah, this, every team's got to take a few picks here and there. Yeah, he wasn't. They they got him after the draft, right, John? So yeah. I guess they're gonna. I, I mean, I look. I think there's a fifty-fifty chance Irv Smith holds up the whole season. It's about fifty percent. So he's got the talent. So we'll see. I guess they're not. They're not concerned about tight end. They're not concerned about running back. Really. I mean, unless they go out and add a, a Zeke Elliott. I don't know. The pass blocking, I mean, we don't, it's not going to get a lot better. The, the pass blocking only matters if the offensive line stinks. Like, the, the, your running back's pass protecting is not something that you want to do too often, but it just was, became a necessity for the Bengals. If Orlando Brown's good, like we expect him to be, and whoever's starting at right tackle is at least decent, you got five capable linemen that you don't need to go max protection in the AFC Championship again. That's the hope. It just yeah. depends on if the offensive line's going to hold up. Yeah, exactly. And then, again, with corner, we drafted four corners last year. We drafted another eight corners this year. One of them, did we talk about Ivy Smith, John? We have not, but we still have some punter to go about, too. Oh, right. Guys, if I could, I I just want to comment that when I went to Canada, I got a jet engine for my jacuzzi. Uh, It's broken. The repair guy's here. I got to log off. Sayonara. Okay, there he goes. So look. It's not very environmentally friendly. Yeah, these guys are always hypocrites. That's that's their that's their thing. The real the real ones are like me and you, Bridget. Look, don't put me in that category. Ivy Smith played against Kenny Pickett, and Kenny Pickett. DJ Ivy, DJ Ivy, right? And he picked off Kenny Pickett twice, 
And as Joe Goodbury pointed out, now he's going to have to face him twice a year. So, John. I think it's the other way around. Yeah. Pickett's going to have to face Ivy, I think. Yeah. Right. So tell us a little bit about Ivy, John. I know nothing about him. And I don't think I really need to because I don't think he's going to make the team, to be honest with you. And maybe that sucks if we're planning on having DJ Ivy on for the next show. Maybe Daddy was going to try to price some of his signing bonus away. But DJ Ivy's fine. Like, he played a lot. He played a lot in college. He, like, played, like, over 2,500 snaps at Miami. He was, like, a fifth-year player. I think he played, like, close to 60 games or something. But even still, he's a seventh-round quarterback at a position that is very stacked for the Bengals. So if he does end up playing, it's because a lot of guys got injured, and he may not actually be ready to go. But, you know, he's got long arms, 32-inch arms. But, again, like, I'm not expecting much out of him this year, if anything at all. Okay, but one place where we suffered and we finally upgraded is punter. So now we finally have a punter who can pin guys deep. He's got the hang time, John. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are saying his hang time is lower than the NFL average, but it's still a lot better than Drew Christmas. Considerably better than Christmas. It's about league yeah. average. Like, in the past two years, his hang time's been okay. Like, it's been good. And college punting's a little bit different than pro punting. Like, the, the whole protection schemes are weird. Like, the timing's a little bit weird, too. But he's got a leg. Like, the, the, make no mistake, he can just boom it up into the year. So the hang time, I don't project to be an issue in the NFL. And actually, his hang time in 2022 was a lot better before he got hurt and even after he got hurt his hang time wasn't absolutely terrible like he's a good punter he was one of the few draftable punters this year and the Bengals got him because they traded back in the third round they got an extra pick so good job by them and 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 he's got that mustache and I know a lot of people but I mean I think you need that John don't you think so you need to have some attitude as a punter wouldn't you agree I don't know because Kevin Huber was one of the more mundane Bengals players of all time. And he vanilla. Long. Yeah. Yeah, but remember, I, but do you remember hurt. what I'm we just do need. This. I love I, Kevin I'll... Huber. I love. I'm sorry. I love Kevin Huber. But do you remember when he took that shot to the jaw? I feel like mm-hmm. I feel like if he had that that kind of mustache, I don't think Antonio Brown would have felt that. You know, he he would he wouldn't have. Yeah. Is Who's Clark it? Harris coming back? Doubtful. Like he's, gonna he's probably just going to retire, right? I don't know if he wants to retire, but I don't know if the Bengals have a spot for him. Interesting. So I feel like if we need that mustache on special teams, I don't think it has to be the punter, but I think our special teams needs the special mustache. So like, just like there's always a Stark in Winterfell, there's always a mustache in the Bengals special teams yeah. department. Essentially. There you have it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm willing to carry the burden of the mustache for this show. Bridget, because clearly you're not doing your part, Bridget. Clearly. Well, you, are, you are a burden for sure. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. John, look, we have a couple other players we got to get through. I should, I we, we have it. the privilege of no, getting through. But no, yeah. that was it. Calvin Tyler, we didn't talk about, oh, some of the undrafted oh. free agents. Oh, okay, yeah. I, he is good. He looks good. He looks yeah, like he he's got some moves. I believe he was the only, no, no, that was another guy. Never mind. Sorry. Wrong analysis. Yeah. We got Jacob Silers, who might be on the special teams. This guy, yes, he he yeah. was he he was he has like a signing bonus actually for an undrafted free agent, which means like they are pretty interested in keeping yeah. him around, especially because they only have like probably three running backs that they trust right now. So he's got a decent shot of making the team if they keep four. And we joke about this tight end, but I mean, God. he can actually play, John. He can actually catch the ball. So I I was. Obviously, I'm going to message him after the show, trying to get him on the show. So, no, no hard feelings there. But we, I mean, he can catch. He can catch. I mean, these athletic profiles, John. Let's be clear. A lot of times, players have amazing athletic profiles, and they don't work out in NFL. It's not. It's not that, right? Sure. I mean, look, and it's the opposite too. T. T. Higgins had a very bad one, and and the coaches at wherever he went was it Syracuse? I forgot. They said, they said, look, this guy. He's still growing. Remember, they said he's still he's still like his bones; they're not fully formed and stuff. And they said he's 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 going to develop as an athlete. You remember that, John? I do. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, is that is that all we have today? I think so. John, Bridget, uh, final final grades, I guess. I'll, I'll go with. A oh B. yeah, we didn't give our grades. John gives it a B. I like a B because, again, like instant impact, not really there, but that's not really what you're going for. And I think all the picks made sense. No reaches, all good 
for the most part, pretty much all good players all are going to have some type of a role within the next year. But there wasn't a, like, oh, like that was a phenomenal pick. You know, it's hard to do that, but yeah. I think they, they did what they, they needed to do. So a B. Yeah. Bridget? I'm going B plus, and I'd probably do A minus if I, I know it wouldn't have made sense to take Michael Mayer, but I really wanted to take Michael Mayer. So for my own pettiness. He can't um, block. He's not a great blocker. I don't, I don't see it. You I, raved about his blocking like two weeks ago. Yeah, because I thought we were going to take him. I really wanted Sam Laporta. <laughs> I well, Laporta, yeah. I go B+. Plus. I, I feel like you can see a lot more strategy in the way the Bengals are drafting. And I, I like yeah. that we're building around Burrow. We're thinking strategically about how to keep a young defense that's affordable and also lets Lou cook at least one more year. So I give it a B+. Plus. Yeah. Well, I give it an F. Actually, I give it an F++. I'll tell you why. One F is for frugal, because we really, like John said, we're thinking ahead in terms of the defense. Uh, the second one is for fabulous, and the third one is for fantastic. I think what we did, John, was we positioned ourselves to, we drafted so many receivers, so many corners, that we have a lot of options. All we have left is that right tackle position, and running back and tight end and backup quarterback. And then maybe a few other positions. No more than five other positions. And we're set. So I, I, I like what they did. No, seriously, I do. I do. I like that. That is we added, like the speed we added on defense. We, we really needed an edge rusher. And so, yeah, I am happy with what the Bengals did, John. And I think that's all we got. So with that, don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to go to John's page his websites a2zsports.com yes. there you go don't forget to follow Bridget's yeah follow Bridget's in a very you like gentleman dancing cats yes and subscribe turn on notifications and follow us wherever you get your podcasts we'll see you next time so long Sweetie. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.